Vava. It's Zach Lenglichichi. I'm so popular. And I have the Dionysian princess of alcohol partying, clubbing, and hyperpop with me in my presence. Who are you? Hello. I'm Garfriend of the Year slash GFO2I. I am basically your number one nightmare, but also number one best person you'll ever oh, hear. Oh, exactly of. true. Uh, what are you doing, GFOTY, Girlfriend of the Year? I'm currently sitting in my makeshift studio drinking a white wine spritzer um, and celebrating the Easter holiday like the true Jewish girl I am. Happy Easter. And Thank what, you. Why are you talking to me? Well, you sent me a tweet on Twitter, if I'm right. And I happened to see the tweet and you asked me to come on your podcast, a.k.a. the I'm So Popular show, right? Did I get it right? That's right. <laughs> Look at you go. <laughs> and I said, yeah, so here we are. And now we are here on GFOTY's first ever podcast. And I'm literally going to kill myself out of it's excitement. I can't believe podcast. it. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't even know where to begin with my love for GFOTY, but I guess I will say it starts around 2014. I am in the car of uh, my frat boys, like Volvo, and we are going to the cabin to have a lot of drinks and have a little frat house party. And I put on the PC Music Volume 1 album and USA came on and I saw my little gay friend bopping around <laughs> in the car to it and I knew <gasps> that history was made. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. That all sounds so American. Oh, it's ultra American. And so are you, even though you're from the UK. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. I really think that PC music and specifically you are pioneers of the sort of pop cultural moment that we're in in 2021 where pop is kind of like this exaggerated and obvious statement about what pop used to look like before but I find that the GFOTY discography is something that has been so on the nose and so uncanny and frightening and exactly how I feel about everything that I just cannot believe I have you on the show today. Well, let me frighten you some more. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about GFOTY-ism and a little bit about your career, but I want to ask you, for anyone who isn't already aware, what is GFOTY? Like, what does it mean to be GFOTY? Well, other than being girlfriend of year, GFOTY just means living your life to nth degree, basically never thinking about what your actions are, which doesn't definitely it's not the best thing all the time, but just going out and just doing what you want to do when you want to do it and not thinking so much about the consequences, because I think that's what life's about, really, just going out there and just being extreme. Yeah, I think you said in an interview once that GFOTY is a state of mind which can only be achieved by the deepest level of meditation on a beach in Barbados surrounded yes, by yes, cute yeah. jet ski instructors. Like, yeah. And I, my podcast is kind of like philosophically adjacent, I guess you would say. And at okay. the end of every episode, I'm like, now what am I going to do? Like, everything's fucked. But I find that GFOTYism as a philosophy and going to the club, getting drunk and being a monster is absolutely the only way to live. It's the only way to live. It's the only way that you will have 
amazing stories, which some of them you probably don't remember. But um, yeah, to tell, people remember you like that. It's also good because people remember you, but you don't have to really remember those people because it's not, it's not all about getting drunk and stuff. But I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of it is. And you don't want to remember the people that you meet. So as long as you get to just be the monster that you want to be, be the party nightmare, the amazing party nightmare that you are, and look hot yeah. at the same time. That's all people need. That's all you need. That's all you need. How did you kind of actualize yourself into this way of living? Well, so I was a bit naughty once when I was younger and I had a boyfriend who I, I didn't really like him anymore. And I mm -hmm. don't think it's very good to cheat. But I did. Um, and I like got with, yeah, some other people. And I felt very, very guilty about that fact. But I knew I didn't want to be with him. Mm -hmm. So I realized out of the guilt of cheating on my boyfriend, I created this monster called a girlfriend of years because I wanted him to think that I was still amazing and kind of <laughs> lived the best of both worlds, kind of like Hannah Montana. So I was cheating on him, but equally I was being like the nicest person ever. Eventually we did break up, but um, yeah, me and him ended, but GFO2I lived on and it has lived on and on and on to the fact that actually me and my friends were talking about it the other day. And I think I've had maybe 12 boyfriends in the last 10 years and they've all lasted for a year. <laughs> like, 12 in the last 10 years a year, I love it. Happens. So it's a thing, it's a curse. I've actually kind of cursed myself with the monster I've made, but I'm very happy. Yeah. So when you kind of came into this realization, that's when you started the GFOTY blog, I assume? Yeah, exactly. You got that. So how did that eventually transition into the illustrious music career that it's been blossoming into? Hmm. So, I mean, obviously me and A.G. Cook were, went to school together, very good friends. He was made, is an amazing musician. And... We were just hang we were hanging out and we were like, it'd be fun to make some GF81 music. And it just kind of over one summer holiday where we were all lost, just bored in a flat together. Loads of us were making songs. Mm -hmm. And then Friday night came out of it and it was just the rest was history, really. Perfect song. And it just worked. It just worked so well. Yeah. So you sing yeah, I go for it. You know, you basically just like leaned into the GFO2I blog aesthetic and then that's where one of the most, I, I, I really want to like emphasize the point that GFO2Y is like literally one of the most pioneering points of like musical history in the last I 10 agree. years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even ex begin to explain. It's like when I heard Friday Night for the first time and I felt like this huge homosexual emotion about going to the bar seeing that hot guy giving the blowjob doing the thing and then like the equal amounts of irony and tragedy and beauty about it it like immediately clicked with me and it took like seven years but now basically every like hyper pop adjacent song is like referencing friday night basically i mean it's uh, i can see that i mean i'm gonna let you be the one who said that but i mean it's definitely that <laughs> I was the one who said it, and I know I'm right about this. Like, I know I am. <laughs> yeah. So what was your experience like when you were kind of working and producing music under PC Music, one of the most important music projects of the last 10 years? What What was my experience like? In what, in what manner? Just um... How 
did you kind of approach like making music? Like what was your ethos going into creating GFOTY in a music setting? Uh, I mean, essentially ex- exactly the same way as you would writing, but you can just kind of express the tone of stuff you're saying in a much uh-huh. better way, obviously, which makes sense. So it was all still like the same storylines and all the storylines are literally things which have happened to me in my life. So it's very easy to, I basically don't even have to think about humour because everything that's happened <laughs> is so stupid and ridiculous that it's very easy to kind of approach making any song type because it, it's just there in the back of my head yeah. all the time and I have to live with it. So it's kind of a nice release getting it out. Um, and it was a really exciting time doing it all with PC because obviously it was such a, well, back then when it started, no one had even ever like heard that kind of music properly before other than more like things like Scooter and stuff. So it was a perfect genre of music to get out my perfect amount of ridiculous stories basically. Right. And I think that's something that kind of frustrated a lot of people when PC music came out and started like releasing like the first compilation is that people were really concerned about how ironic it was or like how much of a joke it was. And I always found that it didn't matter to me like if you were kidding or not when I was listening to songs like Friday Night or Amazing or something because I had already felt that in my soul. And so then when I heard you say it, I was like, oh, it's just true exactly that's the thing first of all it doesn't matter some like i don't understand why irony is an issue but i can guarantee that none of it was irony it doesn't make sense that's not no. like an thing to be like oh let's make an ironic song and take the piss out for you it's like literally like word for word it's definitely there in my mind which has happened to some degree <laughs> like obviously this first date with a demon that makes sense kiss of a tongue it all it's perfect there's no there's nothing ironic about it no nothing at all and i mean that's kind of been like the cultural conversation around like pc music and hyper pop is like oh how much of this is a character how much of this is a joke but at the end of the day like what has only ever mattered to me is like the camp of it all and in camp is like this like severe emotion and i found like throughout your career like on like va v-i-p-o-t-y like when we have songs about you getting your chat it's like that's always been like the fantasy i had like the catharsis of it is just yeah 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 so good love that have you ever had a chad i've got i've had so many chads oh me too i'm telling you (laughs) like i finally i mean right now i think i've got my forever chad but i think every single chad is apart from my last boyfriend who definitely wasn't a chad Mm-hmm. So he was a rebound. He was a rebound Chad from another guy who definitely wasn't a Chad. Okay, I've had right. two non-Chads. But um I mean I feel like I created Chad as well. You did. And that's no become one such ever like a f- Chad before. Yeah, and then no, no, Chad came yes. out nowhere. <laughs> I had never heard the phrase Chad before in my entire life until I heard you singing about it on VIPOTY. And it clicked so much like cultural information to me. Like I heard you say Chad. I was like, this is the kind of guy that I've had like infatuations with, like since I've been like 12 and then you manifested it. And now for like eight years, we've had Chad discourse. Yes. It's bizarre. It's honestly bizarre. I don't know how someone, there's some spy somewhere who's passing on Chad to every big famous person in the world. Yeah. Some FBI agent spying on GFOTY. And I'm sure Kylie Jenner's doing it too, because I've seen her in so many of my outfits before. But she looks 10 times better, but whatever, it's fine. I can deal with it. 
I love your looks. I love your fashion. I find that there is like this like really exaggerated edge to it. Like if you look at like the GFOTY Bucks cover with that amazing American top, it's like both the kind of thing where you could look at it as a joke, but anyone who's <laughs> actually in on it knows that it's like sexy and amazing. It is sexy. And it is amazing. I, I've actually still got it somewhere in my house. And it doesn't look as good as it used to look on me. But I just need to get some bigger tits. And once again, I'll be smashing it. <laughs> so what was kind of your approach to forming like, GFOTYism? Like, how did you begin to understand, like, your essence as a philosophy? Like, where did you start to learn that, like, your way of thinking was more than, like, just being, like, hot at the club and was actually, like, a way of life? Um... I guess I didn't realize, I guess it wasn't really a realization. It was more just a, it was there. And mm-hmm. I feel like maybe from being like kind of weird growing up and um, being fine with it and never really getting bullied for it actually. But I think I just realized that you can get away with stuff. And I was very lucky enough to be that person at school as a young baby GFOTY who was allowed to get really drunk and my friends or was allowed to start, I don't know, smoking or whatever, which I don't, what was it called? I don't, I don't recommend. Know I don't recommend. <laughs> no one should smoke. But, um, and no one would get angry at me for it. So I think it's about having, you need to have an air of like, I can do this. Cause do you not remember like being at school and the first person who started smoking, all the other people be like, oh my God, what a loser. That's like, that was a vibe. And I kind of, you have to channel it. You got to just channel it instantly. I think maybe you're, you're, I think I'm born with it. I also think you can just realize that the only person that you're gonna ever upset in your life is yourself. So if you just think like that, then no one else can hurt you. That is the most genius philosophy I've ever heard in my entire life. You're never going to upset anyone but yourself. You're so right. It's true. I mean it, honestly. I mean, it sounds very narcissistic, but I mean, it's fine to be a narcissist sometimes. I mean, in this day and age, narcissism is the only thing that exists, so who cares? Right? Tell me about it. (laughs) I think that it was the perfect timing when... I started like clicking into PC music and specifically GFOTY because it was at my most like insecure, like uh, very overweight, like college gay moment. And all I wanted to be was a slut. And I was like curious, like what was holding me back from being like a dirty whore? And I realized ultimately it was myself and my energy because anyone who presents like they want to get fucked can be a GFOTY. Easy. Exactly. That's so good. I'm so glad that you realize that and that's what happened because it's true it doesn't matter how you look or anything is is literally all in your mind to become a yes. GFOTY you just channel it you just channel it and you're smashing it and that's the way to do it when did you first realize that you were like channeling GFOTY and like you were being that bitch like when was the moment that you realized that the philosophy was true I think it was when I created GFOTY and I realized oh wait here's a minute this is how you stop feeling the guilt I mean obviously sometimes I still feel bad but that's a poly that's a poly moment um but yeah yeah the second I realized it was when I created the blog and I was sitting there and I was like oops cheated on my boyfriend but fuck that I can make myself feel better and I can manifest it through this perfect woman and I think that's it yeah it was then 2021 or whenever I started that blog and I it helps and it brought me more comp like I think also I was a a lost point in my life and it was all thanks to starting GFOTY is when I realized fuck it 
fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Literally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I had so many moments in my life where I have like just been like standing at the bar and being like, I wish I was GFOTY right now and could like summon that energy until I realized there is merely a GFOTY inside of all of us and it all yes. it takes is to summon the energy. That's all you have to do. There is one inside every single one of you. Yeah. Every single one. And you did. And so what what's the best thing which happened to you since you summoned my energy? Um, I had sex with a personal trainer. Ooh, well done. Yeah, with a heterosexual one, in fact. It was amazing. Ooh, well done. Yeah, so I just brought my GFOTY energy to myself. I knew I was the girlfriend of the year, and then I knew I was going to have sex with him, and look what happened. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Amazing. Okay. Where was it? Was it, like, in the gym? Oh, God, I wish. It was in his house, and he had no sheets on his mattress, but I think it even, you know, like works for the aesthetic. It's very Chad. It's very Chad. <laughs> That's great. I love that. That's a perfect thing I've heard. Yeah. The no sheets on a bed. I'm curious what kind of aesthetic conventions go into like GFOTYism. Like we know like the crop top, like the American flag, the Starbucks, but like what is like the GFOTY image? So like, I mean, you kind of summed it up, but I mean, what it's just like walking down a lovely clean street in Dubai Obviously, you know the Starbucks, but it's a GFOTY box actually in hand. <laughs> so you smell amazing and people can smell you and they look at you. And even if you're dressed like shit, you're not because you're giving off such an amazing aura about you that whatever you wear turns to gold. So it doesn't even matter. I mean, the crop top's a big, you know, picture in it. Some hot pants. If you like, you need a bit of cellulite because if you haven't got cellulite, you're basically a nobody. So it's all of those things kind of pieced together. Obviously, Ugg boots, that's a real big thing in GFOTY's life. You need a pair of Uggs. You need one of these drinking water bottles. Um, <laughs> for those of you who can't see it, it's really big. And it says, it's got all the times on it, and it tells you to drink water. You need one of them. Yeah, absolutely. And you need a good hairdresser. And that's it. Yes. I feel like maximalism plays into a big part of GFOTYism and being yeah. able to install it in yourself without apologizing for it or like putting on like a little like ironic edge about it, but actually just like fully committing to being the hot bitch with a Starbucks, which is something that nobody wants to be anymore because there's like something embarrassing about holding a Starbucks and wearing a crop top and being sexy. It's mad. Like that's, it shows. It's a status symbol. It's a it's a power move. Yeah. It's how you make yourself feel amazing. It's like how other people know, like this bag, for example. This is a giant Kristen Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I it's the most inconvenient bag. But walking around with this with a cap which says I love to buy on it and my Starbucks cup, I'm telling you, I look and I feel a million bucks. Yeah. And people love it. People flock towards me. <laughs> like birds to a feather. And it's all thanks for Starbucks cup. Yeah, because when you know you're sexy, you can buy the Frappuccino and like you can yeah. wear the Christian Dior bag and you can wear the crop top. And like if you believe that you're sexy, no matter how true or not it is, like when you walk down the street that shit decked on you, you are it. Like you are GFOTY. A million percent. But also, this is I actually didn't make 
this like thing myself but I learned it from I think it was like a teen magazine if you wear sexy underwear even if no one else can see it it does automatically make you feel sexy so that's a big thing constantly wear nice underwear GFOTYism has manifested in a music career, as I've already said, has basically spanned, originated, birthed, and created what pop music sounds like now. And I thought tonight we'd go through my 10 favorite GFOTY songs. She gave me a thumbs up, so. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot I was recording. Thumbs up! <laughs> what are you vaping? I'm vaping the Maker's Cali Burn. And it is watermelon flavored vape juice, and it's basically it's rubbish. But I don't smoke anymore, so it's better than that. When did you stop smoking? Um, maybe like nearly a year ago now, and I miss it every single day. <laughs> I miss it so much. I love it. I love it. Just I don't. I miss it, but I'm never gonna do it again. I'm just always gonna be a smokeaholic. I have to know what GFOTY, what like cigarette she was smoking. I need to know. It was a whole mixture, whatever I could get my hands on. <laughs> no, it was like Camel Blue or Marlboro Gold. Those are my two top ones. But, you know, the, when I'm poor, I'll go for Benson and Hedges. It was a huge mixture. Uh-huh. But, no, oh, but, I mean, yeah, no, nothing. I mean, it didn't really... I just felt so good of a cigarette in my hand, but it was a smell. Well, I think that the cigarette is very GFOTYism. Like, that's another bold statement. And nowadays, it's like sin to like have a cigarette. Like, you have to go outside and like leave yeah. the party. But to go outside, leave the party with like your bag in hand and your Starbucks is extremely GFOTY, I think. Exactly. I always have a Starbucks in hand at the party because that screams cool. I was bickering with my boyfriend earlier and like when I wanted to make a scene, I was like, I have to go smoke. And I like, left to go have my Marlboro Red and everybody <laughs> knew like I was having the moment, you know? Yeah, you're having a moment. Oh God. That, yeah, Marlboro Red is a very like, that's a moment cigarette, isn't it? Yeah, like it's that. very like USA cowboy American. killer. Yeah, like so American. I love that. Oh, <laughs> it's great. But like, so, is it? Yeah, go for oh, it. Go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead. No, I want to hear what you. Go ahead. It was a completely separate question, just about cigarettes no, in Japan. I want to hear it. Tell me. I just wanted to know: Do many people smoke <laughs> in Japan? That was my question. <laughs> Great question, and the answer is like literally every young man, which is the only kind of person that exists in my world as young men. Okay, well that's great. It's a great world to live in. Yeah, because um, I have like female friends, um, and most of them are like lesbians or like transgender, and I'm mostly interested like in like my straight male friends like show up and smoke ten like Marlboro Golds or Melvia cigarettes in a night. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah, so that's mostly what I do too, but I smoked since college, and then when I came to Japan, it was, like, such a blessing that, like, you could have a cig indoors or, like, at the train station, because you can't in America. No. No. Very not GFOTY. No, it's not. That is not at all. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, back back to you talking about me. 
yeah, back to me talking about literally one of my favorite musicians of all time. We're going to do my 10 favorite songs of GFOTY history. But before we get into it, I'm going to give my one honorable mention. Can you guess what it is? <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. An honorable mention, is that a song or just is it a person? No, it's a song. It's, a, it's an honorable mention to the list of my 10 favorite songs. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be Friday night. No, God, what? as if. Fuck's sake! Oh, an honorable mention. So one like in the back, in the background. It's one that I love truly dearly, but does not really uh, like perfectly Critical. reflect the GFOTY philosophy. Can you give me a? T- I want to guess. I want to guess. Okay. It starts Wait. with an F. F. Not <laughs> any other songs on Friday night. I have Wait, one more comment. It ha- yeah. it's very Jewish. Oh, Flippy Wonderland. Okay. Yes, that's it. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And so that's my little sister. Yeah. Yeah. So I listened to Flippy <laughs> Wonderland and it reminded me exactly when I went to my friend's bar mitzvah in California <laughs> and like the ecstasy of becoming a young man or young woman as you do at a bat mitzvah as opposed. And um, even though I am like by heritage Jewish, I never had a bar mitzvah and hearing Flippy Wonderland was like the moment where I felt that I finally got to have it. Oh my God, that's so nice. That made me <laughs> so happy. That's lovely. That's great. Well, if you ever decide to have one, you can play that down the bar mitzvah aisle. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that, like, so much of the quality of that song is, like, dreamlike and talking about just, like, things that, like, your little sister loves, like, sushi. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cute, isn't it? And now she's extremely cute. (laughs) She was super embarrassed about it. She didn't show it to any of her friends or anything. She was just like, she didn't think it was cool because it didn't sound like. (laughs) Ariana Grande song or something. So she, I don't think she liked it. But one day she'll appreciate that. It's on Spotify. Yes, yeah, she will. What is your family's relationship with your music like? Like, how do they typically perceive it? They they go in and out of um, proudness and regret and remorse for me. So, like, when something good happens, they're like, oh, well done. Like, oh, I'm so proud that you're keeping going. But I think realistically they wish that I was married to a doctor and I was in advertising or something <laughs> I think that's what they really want and it, so it hasn't happened sadly mum and no, dad not quite not yet that no, way one day I should probably make a power move like that do you kind of plan to like continue like doing art until you can or like do you have other goals on the horizon for you yeah I have I um I'm gonna continue do you have as always I would want if I, to, oh, bleh, I can't even say my name. I want myself to always be my biggest hobby. And that's a big thing, which I kind of realized this year that it's way more important that I enjoy what I'm doing than to, I, obviously it's a bonus to make cash from it and whatever, but I don't want to be with a massive label. I don't want to be tied down. I don't want other people be like they're working for me and making like, I don't want people making money from me. I want it to yeah. be like my thing. So I'll keep doing it forever. But I mean, I obviously I have other plans which are in the pipeline, which um, I'm not prepared to discuss, basically. Perhaps but an yeah. album on the horizon. I oh, may have yeah, read on like, Twitter. I've got a big old album coming out um, end of June. Maybe end of June. That's so soon. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's all done. We're just doing the artwork and all of that. And then that's going to be out. And then hopefully I can perform it. And then I want to do a big old show all around the world so yeah there's a lot of stuff coming 
I think it's really admirable that you are so enthused about like making music independently because I find that so much label music is really bending to kind of like radio wills or <laughs> like a sort of thinking that is really boring and uninteresting or like not truthful. It's like kind of just like this weird phantom of everything else that's going on. But like when you can create music independently, like you can still do that phantom, but in a way that's like much more biting and honest. Definitely. I agree that. I mean, obviously the only difference is if you're with a big label, you've got money to do it, which you have to recoup back. But that's the like, I think that's the only plus side. And and you've got a big team who are like pushing you out. But if if it's something you truly enjoy and you don't want to have that really sterile format of how to put out an album, like, because they are very sterile. It's like, put out an album and this date, then get the remix album out, then do this, then do that. And it's like, it's so set and shitty. Stone. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like, like, it's more enjoyable just kind of doing it whenever. But I think that's me as a personality and everything, different things work for different people, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. My idea works. On that beautiful that. note. I want to say my number 10 favorite GFOTY right. song. Are you ready, ready for this? I'm so ready. Okay, my number 10 favorite GFOTY song is Poison from VIPOTY. Okay, yes, tell me more. Okay, so V-I-P-O-T-Y was the album that I first realized that, like, G-F-O-T-Y was a philosophy that I needed to live by because um, up until that point, like, you had done singles and, like, mixes with Spinny, but I wasn't, like, really affiliated with you as, like, a full artistic album portrait. But I listened to V-I-P-O-T-Y, and I saw, like, this, like, theatrical, like, almost, like, faux Broadway, like, pop explosion. And I heard you singing about getting your Chad and then, like, murdering him with poison Starbucks. And I was like, I have never wanted to do anything but, like, kill men with, like, poison drinks in my entire life. And someone <laughs> saw that. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, you are completely and utterly right. It's perfect. Yeah, it's a very good storyline. And it, I'm glad that, I mean, that's a lot of people's favorite song, I guess, because everyone has essentially wanted to poison someone in their life. Of course. To a degree. And first of all, it's the best way to do it is for a Starbucks drink. And it does, it's just a powerful song, really, isn't it? That anger, yeah. getting it out. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are probably most familiar with GFOTY from the kind of like a pop associated point of view but like (laughs) the way that poison unfolds is extremely like punk and furious yeah i agree that i mean i i definitely see myself more on a kind of punk aspect side to a pop side too so i kind Mm -hmm. of really like doing that song and also um the whole call him a doctor album which i'm sure hopefully you've got some songs you like on that one Um, of course (laughs) Because that's, that's much more of a vibe. Yeah, I mean, the pop there's a pop aspect to it. But I like, yeah, that kind of anger runs through my head a lot of the time. So it's good to get it out. Yeah, one of my best friends who I, I introduced you to her. And then we spent our uh, last two years of college smoking cigarettes on her porch and, like, forcing people to put you on at their parties. Um, <laughs> she described you, my friend Ava, as, uh, like, pop but death grips, basically. 
I, I, I've seen that online. I've definitely seen people saying that on Twitter. So maybe it was Ava or someone else. But yeah, I've got that. Okay, so let me tell you my ninth favorite GFOTY <laughs> White song. Go for it. I think you'll be excited about this. It's Heaven from Call Him a Doctor. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a lovely song. Beautiful song. I like to end my shows on that quite a lot of the time. It's great. Tell it me makes more. so much sense. I love Heaven because so much of your music is about like partying and like the extreme emotion you get from having drinks at the club and like meeting like this beautiful, sublime, hot man. But like Heaven is like this really peaceful and sort of almost like tragic meeting where like you recognize like the disaster of meeting a beautiful man, like reconcile it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. You got it there in a nutshell. You probably described it better than I would. But I'm just yeah. really happy that I'm getting all of it. Like I have spent so much time just like listening to you on my walk to work or like whatever that like <laughs> I'm just happy I wasn't like misinterpreting it the whole time. No, 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 you got it. You got it down to a nutshell. I mean, you probably know my songs better than I do. Definitely. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I'm going to keep this all down on a notepad so then I can relay what you're saying about me to other people. <laughs> what a compliment. What was, like, the process of uh, making Call Him a Doctor? Like, I know you made it really quickly. Yeah, I mean, that was it, really. We were just like, oh, the thing about GFOTY is that it, it can, we can do things so quickly. We, oh, my God, that looks great. I want some wine for a bottle. Um I'm drinking wine out of a bottle. <laughs> yeah, sorry, no concern. Um, yeah, we just because well, me and Alex worked so well together, it was very easy for us to just get a song out like that. And we're like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's make a mission. Let's see how quick we can do it. The music I like is very much call him a doctor kind of vibes, anyway. So it was just like a fun challenge, which worked. And that was a kind of storyline, kind of based around slightly based around my boyfriend at the time because I thought we were mm-hmm. going to be there forever so it's kind of just like a nice kind of love that slash anger slash getting angry at other people who are getting involved in our relationship kind of way yeah and like so much of call him a doctor like has basically endured through your whole career like lem sip has been like such a reoccurring like motif in your music yeah 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 lem sip's a big one which I yeah that's one of my top favorite songs I fucking love Lemsip. I think it's on this list, but maybe I traded it out. I don't recall. We're going to go through. I wrote it on my my iPhone note. So we're just going through and seeing what I wrote two days ago. (laughs) I love it. Now I want to hear number eight. Okay, number eight is See at Night from If You Think I'm a Bitch, You Should Meet GFOTY. got into the list it's a great song that was so, uh yeah go for it no fuck me you go for it no fuck me <laughs> um, so yeah i guess that was the first ep i put out after leaving pc music and with who produced it yeah count Baldor, my very good friend and it was just fun putting out a whole different kind of style of like music which i like wanted to explore kind of before I guess it's like it's slightly more commercial in a way, I think, right? But it's still got the kind of same GFHY aspects. And I think it's a beautiful song, which it just works. It works in very, very in like various settings, in the club, 
in the bedroom at a party. Well, my experience with that EP was that I had been following you for so long at that point and like really familiar with kind of like your PC music output and like what you were doing with like Spinny and stuff. And then that record came out and it starts with that amazing Justin Bieber sample, which is like one of the most like transcendental pop moments of all time. (laughs) Like to hear like someone eating Justin Bieber alive and vomiting him back out as he actually exists. I was shook. But then it ends with See at Night, which is like this song that, that confronts everything that you heard before it in a way that like, unlike Heaven, where that song kind of sounds like really different from the rest of its record. Like when you hear See at Night, it's like basically everything you've done coming together into this like completely beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, Have you seen, have you read the story about it on my website? Tell me. So there's a whole story about it my website um i don't remember it very well but yeah it goes along the lines of from the whole um ep is that yeah you're walking along a forest and then i don't remember it anymore yeah you're basically walking along a forest and you find a house and in the house there's this amazing boy and he's incredible and then you're with this guy but then all of a sudden you realize that he's got a girlfriend and then he kills the girlfriend yada 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 but it, um but the whole story includes the names of the songs. So, oh, the guy, the boy in the house, he's actually the boy next door. Um, and then after he dies, or maybe he doesn't die, you end up at the sea um, at nighttime. It makes a lot of sense, the story, but I wrote it so long ago, I don't remember. But it's very, but yeah, it does lead you. And that's what I wanted from the whole storyline for it to yeah lead you down the journey of all the songs and how it all comes together. You should read that story and then you can relay it some time because I'm, I read it too long ago. Yeah, I'll just read it out loud at the end of the episode. You should. That'd be wait. great. <laughs> I will. Good. Thank you. Glad that's on it. <laughs> Let me get into the seventh song here. Um, and that is one of your more recent ones and very fitting to this moment where I have a literal bottle of wine that I'm drinking from Sans Glass. And that's a rid of all from Ham Chunks and Wine. And Wine. And Wine. Oh, you love Riddable. I'm glad. Um, Riddable. Amazing. Yeah, you know, like, YouTube banned the video from... It's unlisted. What? You can't search it. Maybe you can now, but you physically... It's had so little views, you can't physically find it on YouTube. You have to, like, go it down like some sort of rabbit hole and what is it because like you're like above the nipples are out like what's well, going on I there thought maybe it's because people are kissing but i'm like there's so many more extreme videos there's nothing like no one's actually topless or anything so i don't understand if it's because people are drinking and they don't want to i just don't know but anyway that song's sick the music video is even sicker and what what why did i make that song oh but that's the one how does it even go? <laughs> so I don't remember the lyrics. But... Wait, can you just... Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um one of the songs that I think is like kind of like in the same category as like Heaven and Sea at Night, where like you uh alchemize like so much of like GFOTY's like disaster, trauma, drama to like this uh, cathartic moment of release. Yeah. I got that. I understand what you're saying. It was, um, oh, it was another storyline about a boy, actually, the whole EP. Mm-hmm. And Ham Chunks and Wine 
not specifically rid of all, but it's all, you know, tied up in the thing. It was because I got in a massive fight with my boyfriend one night, like you did tonight. And then he yep. left me. <laughs> <laughs> he left me alone at the club. And then I went to sleep. And as I said to you earlier, like hopefully everyone's forgotten about it in the morning. And I woke up and I was like, oh, I don't know what happened last night. Where's my boyfriend? Who knows? He's not here. And then I went downstairs and I'd eaten loads of, I think like spaghetti carbonara for um, dinner before I went out that night. Anyway, woke up and went down to my living room and the floor had just been varnished as well. And yeah, I just realized that I had just been sick, loads of ham and wine. And it was very much about the, so the ham chunks and wine was very much about the whole relationship between me and that boyfriend. It was just a whole pile of vomit. Yeah, and seeing it in person is like this like beautiful, tragic experience. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That was it. I was like, I've got it. This is it. It's tragic. It's very tragic. <laughs> very but abject. Album, so it's fine. But it resulted in like, I think one of your like emotional EPs and like, you know, so much of like your career, I feel like Pitchfork or like whatever has been constantly commenting on the authenticity or like the ironic comment of GFOTY. But like, there's like not even like one ironic joke in that whole EP. It's just as like you singing, emoting, like and being real. Yeah, completely. It's true. I mean, I can't think of any lyrics from that EP at the moment but it was just me being very real essentially and like slightly more serious and I guess like it's nice to have a different differentiation I don't know if that's a word um between like the dumbness and then like the little bit more of a serious side which has still got a fun side to it right because I think that GFOTYism and like being like a hot slut for boys at the bar like has like a serious edge to it and uh your music is like always I think like addressed it in some way where even like when like you're listening to Friday night and like you're having a blast and like you you know that like you are GFOTY at the bar like there is still like a dark and like upsetting edge to that yeah there definitely is yeah I don't know what did you kind of like realize that like that was uh something you were feeling well hasn't everyone got an upsetting edge like someone everyone it's just that people don't feel like you should share it. I mean, I hate the question, for example, when people go, how are you? And you're like, you, no one cares uh, in day-to-day life. <laughs> really cares how you are. If you, All they want to hear is, I'm okay. If you say, I feel, oh, I'm not great. The person just, the person doesn't give a shit if you're not feeling great. No one wants to hear about the shit stuff in life. So it's yeah. good that you get it out in some degree. And everyone feels like it. No one feels amazing all the time. No. If you channel it and you look it, and then you have that kind of evil, angry side inside you it's kind of a nice perfect balance but you can kind of get it out every now and again yeah and like putting that like evil angry like shit into your like your art or like what you say or like how you present to people like makes like the amazing beautiful stuff you experience like even that more complicated and amazing well that's the thing and I'm glad you understand it because I do think a lot of people a lot of people or the people who aren't into GFOTY the reason why they didn't like me is because I come across like I'm a massive bitch, right? Mm-hmm. But everyone's got a massive bitch inside them. And the people who don't like me, they don't realise that that's, they're being a massive bitch for not liking me. <laughs> so do you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I'm like, you don't, what is, it's kind of, I don't know, I don't think being like cute all the time and happy is a, like, a, that's, it's not realistic. 
Which is so funny because so many people kind of like think that about PC music, you know, like they kind of think that like the whole idea of it, like when you were participating in it was that it's like, oh, it's like happy music too. It's like end point. But even like when you were participating in that like larger vision, I found that like there was always like a really sinister like element to your music. Yeah, which seems to not people don't like that I think not in a bad way but it's that that's not it's, it's not the most it's not it's not sellable as much as the unsinister side to stuff but I, yeah. phys- I physically can't imagine a life where nothing the only thing which is sinister is you've had a bad fight with a guy I can't explain it but like there's more everyone's got more aggression inside them which absolutely yeah and I think that your like your your general sense of humor is like so apt to that. Like when I was watching the video of you make preparing the chicken, I don't know what that video is called again. I think grab it's called like I grab have shown that grab the chicken. I have shown that video to so many people because Bloffy blowjob yeah. and coffee is like um like <laughs> an immediate aesthetic like kinship with me. <laughs> have you given a Bloffy yet? Oh, absolutely. Good, that's all I wanted to hear. Good- <laughs> but no, like, a bloffy is dark and evil, too. And, like, th- that video knows it with, like, the way it's, like, exploding at the seams. It's, like, I feel the same way whenever I've done a bloffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. It's great. <laughs> I guess I-, I could talk to you forever about this, um, but I should tell you my sixth favorite song from GFOTY. Oh, number six. Okay, what is it? Believe. Believe. G-F-O-T-Y. Yes, my chili, the song. (laughs) Bad things happen, not to me, though. Yeah, I'm quite sorry. Yeah, that's true. So that's, yeah, that song's fantastic, which kind of is, um, whatever that word is, it contradicts everything I've just said. But it's good to even let bad things happen, but you've got to kind of step over the fact it's happened and just keep walking through it, walk through the mess and be like, I'm still going strong. Right, well, I mean, like, in, like, the... uh permanent darkness of being a young hot gfoty at the bar like you still have to maintain the basic idea in yourself that you're the hottest bitch in the entire oh, yeah. world and like you're gonna oh, yeah. get the chat so i think that like believe is like the absolute anthem especially like when you're saying it's like i'm better without friends i can't remember the exact lyric out of my without friends my head, i'm but... better without friends i'm better yeah. <laughs> Friends, I'm better. God, that's actually a horrible lyric, but it's true. You are. You don't need your friends. You're, you're on your own. Nothing can get in your way. No, you literally only need your GFOTY self. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is amazing because I used to listen to this song with my friend Ava, like in her her uh, roommate's like Volvo or whatever, like going to McDonald's, like playing it, like as we go through the like, drive through Oregon, top oh volume, talking about how we don't need friends while we're That's sitting great. there together. Oh my god, I, all of this makes me want to go in the car and go to McDonald's and get drunk. Yeah, oh. you need to you need to go to That's McDonald's and get like a god. big vanilla <gasps> shake and a Coke or a oh Pepsi. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need both. You need a milkshake and a Coke and chips that you can dip the milkshake into or fries as you call them. That's. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't want to keep you forever, so I need to move on, even though I want to talk about this song more. The next song, number five, is Boy Next... Oh, I just hit my mic. Oh, yeah, I had that. <laughs> the next song, number five, is Boy Next Door. Yes. What do you want to say about it? I have so much to say about Boy Next Door. So much. Well, (laughs) this was like the first big single after you finished the PC music, right? Yeah. So I remember like when like that era was done and I was like, I just have no idea what she's going to do next. But I was like banking on you continuing. Like I needed more because I had already put so much of my own personal life philosophy into it at that point. And then... Here comes Boy Next Door with that cover in the crop top with the jeans plus the video with like everything. And the song is about like being infatuated with someone who Mm -hmm. you don't especially know super well. And like you kind of only have an image of it, but then also being that person at the same time. And it was everything I've ever wanted in my entire life. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you like it. It was a great, it's a great little song, really. I don't even know who that song's about there. Wait, what's my story behind that one? Oh, that's the house. Yeah. Um, I haven't really got much to say about that, but I'm glad you really like it. <laughs> How did you, um, what was like kind of your ethos behind making the video for it? Which is like kind of like this like TV commercial, like design. Like you've always had like brands like syncing through GFOTY. Yeah, like, I love the that. T-shirt. So, yeah. 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 So yeah, the brown thing's a big thing to me. That's very GFO2I, as we mm-hmm. said earlier on. It's about having the big bag. It's about having just like an I love Dubai cap or NY or whatever you want, whatever you love hat. Yada yada yada. So that's a big thing. Also, I love. I didn't, have you heard of Tim and Eric? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big. Obviously, like huge fans of Tim and Eric. So like the director, Daddy Devito, is his name. Um, he. I mean, it's had the same kind of perfect vision. It just kind of made sense to like, you know, just kind of show off all the amazing like GFOT wide world of like what I sell, like mayonnaise instead of mayonnaise and like GFOT Like pussy chicken. coolant and stuff. Yeah, all of that. And like, and just have, I just wanted to have as many like hot boy next doors in a video as possible because as I said, there's a boy next door in everyone, just like there's GFOT in everyone. Um, so the video just, it's just, working with the perfect team and luckily I know so many hot blokes in the world that um, <laughs> it was just I just had to get them all in basically yeah oh with a lot of faggots and sorry this is a podcast <laughs> where you can say faggot because I'm gay it's fine don't worry about it but like but there's like a lot of gays in that video um yeah I think the majority were my good no that's a lie actually it was hot it was very 50 was quite I'm a shocked no, I thought they, they were all gay when I was watching it <laughs> I think I think it was I think it was fifty fifty. It was like two. Yeah, it was a real it was a real mixture. But I'm lucky enough to know some great heterosexual boys, which is very hard to find in life, and they're very into the whole scene. So, you know, that was just lucky that I've got some good friends. 
Yeah. Why do you think that GFOTY has such like a homosexual, like, faggoty gay you, appeal? You tell me, because I love it. It makes me very happy because it's just, it's, it's the best, it's the best world to be in. Okay. Well, um, the fact that you don't know is already like a big start because I think a lot of like pop stars these days, like their brand team recognize like the Twitter stands and like they see them and then like they spend 400% of their tweets like appealing to like gay stand Twitter 16 year olds. But like, I have never felt that from you. So I'm like, and I'm overjoyed to realize you don't even know. Honestly, I really don't know. Oh, I'm glad about that. Um, I'm not glad, but I mean, that's nice. No, I don't know. I I couldn't, it would be weird to know, wouldn't it? I don't know. I think it would be. I mean, it would be, but you know, they do. Because like, you know, um, no shade. Dua Lipa, like her brand team recognizes that the gays like love new rules or like what have you. Like they love new rules. And so then like they, they spend the rest of like their Twitter marketing career like promoting like that kind of energy around her brand. But then you appear, which is like blowjobs at the club, riding in the Bentley, Starbucks, <laughs> hating everyone, feeling bad about it later, but only kind of. And like that sings to the gay man's heart because it's so authentic. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That's great. Yeah, let me just compliment you more. I love it. I love your compliment. I'm going to be smiling from ear to ear. Is that a saying? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of compliments, I'll tell you my fourth favorite song, How About, which is Pretty G-F-O-T-Y by Spinny and You. Ah, yes. That is a great song. I might have to play it to re-remember. Put it on. Put it on right now. Just so that, it's got so many names, that thing. Pretty G-F-O-T-Y. I seem to remember the exact one it is. Well, because the do it, let's do it. Yeah, Yeah, because that whole shtick has lasted through your whole career. Yeah. That shtick. Where did that come from? What, the me and and Spinny dog food thing? I'm curious about that, but also the do it, let's do it. Don't do it. Oh, let's do it. I don't want to do it. Okay, I I mean, it's interesting because when I came up with let's do it, I don't want to do it. It just seemed very clear. Those were two things, simply, which very simple things, which I say all the time. And actually, every no matter what TV show I'm watching, whether it's, um, I don't know if you know what Come Dine With Me is, but like, you know, just like reality shows and all of that. It's just a constant. People always say, let's do it. And I only noticed it after that song that, I made that song but it's it is a very much like a put yourself in it or actually not I'm out and those those are all the only two words you need in life really isn't it let's do it or I don't want to do it you don't need to say anything else it's basically like yeah. yes or no it's super primordial and it's like when I heard you say it I feel like that's like the essence of all femininity which is like let's do it I don't want to do it like that says everything about being a woman I can imagine in the entire world mm. yeah I get that I mean yeah, is it just women? Is it just femin- womanly? Is it not like a? Is it not a manly thing as well? Not really. Men, men are all just like, let's do it. That's it's it's always for men. It's like let's do it, and for gays, it's it. like even more psychotic. It's like I don't want to do it. I don't want to do. It. I want to do it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, it's just it's just I think it's my most commonly used phrase basically, and it works very well. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
and it's like lasted through your like whole repertoire and like yeah it's a it's It's a big part of the gfoty bucks like aesthetic um but i'm like especially obsessed with like your creative output with spinny like what was it like working with her to make music oh very easy because i mean like we're best friends so and we have like separate we work in different ways like you know we're really we we have a separate i can't explain what i'm trying to say but basically we have all the same things we're into but she's more dedicated to the music part and i'm more dedicated to the literal part of life so it just worked really well because we were managed to get our two points across from dog food and it just worked heavenly like all we did in order to get um you know like there's a little conversations in between some of the songs Mm-hmm. that thing yeah i yeah, know it totally is like with like a uh, big red dog and stuff yeah but we have a little talking bits where um in it and that was literally just an idea of me saying let's write one line on a piece of paper then turn over the um piece of paper and then you and keep passing it on so we basically made a script from us writing one line each that we didn't know about and things like that work perfectly and that's very very much me how me and spinny work I literally, like, I can't wait for whatever you do, like, you two do together next, because, um, we I have many li- ideas. literally, what? We have many ideas. Please do more. I'm yeah, dying no, for it. We live near each other, so it's uh-huh. very hard. I'm actually meant to be visit- ugh, visiting her in May, so we're- I'm expecting seven EPs and an album. Like, I can't, okay. <laughs> I need it. I listen to dog food every time I go for a run. Every single time. Ooh, maybe I should try that. Is it you should. I mean, oh. I've been gaining weight recently, so I can't really promise that it will yield you to results. But, I mean, it is fun. Okay, great. I'm definitely going to try that. I mean, I've been putting on weight, too. So, time for yeah. it. I need to listen to some <laughs> Well, we're going to go on to my third favorite song. And this actually is like an Water, emotional stop. moment for me to talk to you about this. I can't even believe I'm going to tell you what my third favorite song is because I love it so much. Oh my god. It's tongue. Oh my god, tongue's perfect. That's great. It It is perfect. It's so perfect. And I this is the first GFOTY song I show to anyone. Really? Yes. Why is that? Well, I think it's because it's, like, party-friendly enough. Like, like, it can go on, like, at the house party in a room of, like, 35 heterosexuals and, like, me being, <laughs> like, a little faggot bopping about to GFOTY. But, like, it's, like, still party-friendly enough that, like, they get it, even though it has, like, that really, like, critical evil edge to it. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad it's got that. That's and great. it also has the video behind it, which is tongue slash poison that you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um... Even though it's during like the poison portion of the video towards the end, there is a image of you lancing a man on a like on a spear, like s- like sitting on a rock oh, yeah. above like two shirtless men, and like that was like a sexual awakening for me. Was it really? That's great. I mean, like only vaguely, but I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. Like I want to do that. <laughs> Did you manage to do it? 
Uh, not yet, but I feel like that's a kind of like the ultimate like feminine sexual image is like to now be like piercing the man instead of being pierced. And when I saw you doing it with like Starbucks cup in hand, like outfit, I was, it changed my worldview. I'm not kidding. Oh my God. I love that. That's great. Thanks. This is a whole podcast of me gushing over you, but I don't even care because well, I'm, I'm really just... doing this. I could do this for hours. Like, Yay. <laughs> I should record this and listen to it when I go to sleep with my ASMR. Good thing we're recording it. What was, like, kind of your <laughs> creative idea behind doing tongue? Like, what inspired you to make this song about sloppy, evil kissing? I must have been. I mean, I wish I knew or remembered. I mean, it was also longer. I've, I've done so many things since. But mm-hmm. it, was, it was literally just about how much I love kissing a hot guy with a tongue. That is it. I mean, need I say more? It's, that's it. I like it when we kiss with a tongue. Makes you feel good when you are kissing with a tongue, doesn't it? And it, and it is a muscle of fun. It's just like, and it's just, I mean, that's essentially it. I think I wanted to have a slight Lily Allen moment as well, because in my opinion, it's quite Lily Allen-ish. Kind of, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, essentially, the only insp- inspiration was how much I like making out with a big fat tongue. Yeah. And that's it. I think kissing is, like, super special, actually. Like, I think, like, I prefer making out to, like, anything else almost. Like, aside from giving a blowjob or, like, whatever. Like, that's great. But, like, I love to make out. It's amazing. How long have you been with your boyfriend for? <laughs> like, two years. Oh, well, and do you still make out with him? Yeah. See, I don't make out my boyfriend after, like, three months gone by. and There's no more making out. Unless, like, maybe you're, like, in bed. Is this, like, is like pecking? That- yeah, it's more just like, hi, nah, all right, see ya. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get to make out. I feel like that's like, you, like I just don't make out anymore. No, you're when right. You walk- because I think like the special quality of making out is like when you are at the club and you don't know someone. And yeah. like, then like the your bodies way. are just like touching in that really psychotic yeah, yeah, yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally that. And that all goes after you've been in a relationship for more than three months from my experience. Oh. Yeah. This is my first boyfriend, to be honest. Well, I had a boyfriend in high school that we only dated for three weeks, so it doesn't, like, really count. But, like, this one I have now, we've been together for, like, a long time, so. God, you still kiss all the time. That's great. Good for you. I'm going to start. Don't say all the time. Let's not get carried away, G-F-O-T-Y. Sorry. (laughs) I'm obsessed with this now. I can't stop thinking about you and your boyfriend. Um, (laughs) Maybe I'm going to ask my boyfriend to start making out with me more. Yeah, do it. I believe in you. That's right. I don't you know have to like... present the Starbucks when you meet him. You have to hold yeah. it in hand and say, why aren't you kissing with tongue more? I think I need to start wearing some bigger push-up bras. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Isn't that the secret to everything, though, is just to wear a bigger push-up bra? I think that must be it. I mean, I'm definitely not taking my own advice right now, so off I go to the Wonder Bra shop. No, I, I tell you, like, when I wear a dress that, like, suggests a little more that I have titties, like, versus, like, when I'm in drag and, like, have a dress with no titties, it yeah. makes night and day difference. Real, yeah, there you go. It does. It, 100%. That makes sense. Yeah. The tits are uh, the Starbucks of, the dra- of like, the drag world. It's like, you gotta have the Starbucks, you gotta have the tits. It's like, you have to yeah. present that way some way. Oh, my God, definitely. A million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got it. It's perfect. Let me tell you my second favorite song. And this is kind of a predictable kind of a predictable answer but nonetheless it endures and it's Friday night
Oh yeah, I thought you were going to say it. Yeah, I mean that's like you know, my I'm glad that. Wait, are you going in order from ten to one? So number yeah. one is your. Okay, it's great. So that's really nice. That that is your second favorite song, Friday Night, which is my first ever song. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, as you said, it sums up everything. That is just the most GFOTY song ever, basically. Yeah, it's an introduction to everything which I'm about. There you go. Well, you I like just think that it's like so brazen for, I mean, like, <laughs> when did you make that song? Like, what, 2013, 2014? That wasn't even before that. Maybe like God. 2021. No, 2011. So it's like Was 10 it? years old. I've gone. I'm going to have to find out. I have to ask my fan account to figure it out. But yeah, it came out <laughs> a long time ago. Wait, hold up. Is that the Brazilian fan account on Instagram? Yeah, my Brazilian fan account and my biggest fan account. I love them. I follow them. I like every single picture. I love my my Brazilian fan account. They know so much about me that I don't even know. It's just, oh, that's great. So I'll ask them to tell me when Friday Night came out. But yeah, I love it. it was very old. Um, I mean, for you to be making music like Friday Night at that time is crazy because it's only it's taken literally a decade for people to catch up and like be able to talk about that kind of like brazen, chaotic, like Dionysian, evil, feminine energy, like yeah. and do it like in a way that's, like, winking, but, like, not a joke. Like, before, like, Friday Night, I don't even think I can recall, like, a female piece of media that, like, talks about sex that way. No, that's true. I mean, I didn't... I mean, it was such a long time ago, but it is true. It's, like, it's more and more um, happening now. That's not really an English phrase, is it? But it's definitely, like, (laughs) way more spoken about now. And I think that's the thing. Like, maybe if I was to come out now as gfotui maybe it'd be like even bigger absolutely i think if it was 10 years later then probably everyone no i don't know i think i like who knows i feel like yeah no way to tell (laughs) however maybe i should re-release it under a different name new video let's go wait you never even did a video for it didn't have a video oh my god maybe i should do one like girl it's time we want the gfoty friday night video we need it now anniversary ah maybe i should do it let's do it let's do it (laughs) all right maybe that's a great idea i just need to find the yeah video camera there is a video on youtube i don't know if you've seen it but it's like of a bunch of like uh hot girls like dancing around that's really funny i love that video i think like some people do think it's the official video i think they do (laughs) it's such a funny video but that's just that's just my music being put behind someone right that's not people actually dancing to it i don't think <laughs> okay great <laughs> but it's very good no matter what i mean who is gonna say stuff like that in that in any context now like you talking about i'm gonna blow loads of men like the voicemails of like hot djs who are asking if you're gonna bang after you go see them at like whatever club like the bentley like it's all stuff that i think resounds like so truly to any like sort of female perceiving person but no one will say it no one will say it but you and that was 10 years ago now it's true i mean cardi b kind of says it a bit doesn't she you know what? You're right. Cardi B is the successor to GFOTY. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I love that. I, mean, I didn't say that, but you're right. <laughs> I'll say it. WAP is a pale imitation of Friday Night. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. People don't really sing about it that much. Like, it's much, it's very tame, isn't it? The world's a very tame place. 
Yeah. So did you feel like when you were recording it that it was like kind of uh, controversial or like that you were like doing something shocking? I mean, no, we just, I mean, it was obviously all at that point, it was before PC music, etc. It was just very much summing up GFOTY, the blogger. And it was just very much for fun, obviously. But I mean, it was very much, it's very much valid. Like, obviously, you can't sing those lyrics with a straight, serious face and be like, this is serious. Because <laughs> that's just actually mad. But um, no, it was, um, I forgot what the question was now. But yeah, very much, I, you know, it's ridiculous what you're saying. But equally, it's true what you're saying. Right, because I mean, like, I honestly feel like the more ridiculous and campy you get with it, like, the further you get like closer to the truth like you get way closer to the truth like the more ridiculous and absurd you are a million percent because that's it people are embarrassed to say the truth like even after a date something really embarrassing happens you don't want to usually say the whole thing but if it's in a song then you're like oh my god but you can relate to it because it has happened to everyone lots of oh god yeah i can't even tell you how many times i have like it's been friday night and i've been at the club and like that thing has happened to me and it's like (laughs) And the only piece of media I have to reference is like Miss, like searching for Mr. Goodbar, and like Friday night. <laughs> it's great. Oh my god! So yeah. I guess I should tell you my favorite GFOTY song of all time. I'm ready. I'm so ready. But wait, first of all, I need to plug in my laptop because it's gonna run out of battery. Cute. I am ready for number one. All right. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited too, actually. Do you have a guess as to what my favorite GFODY song of all time is? You might be able to guess it. How could I guess? There's so many songs to go by. Can you give me a, a, a tiny... I oh, don't want to do it. Let's do it. No, we've okay. already done that. And I will say, here's another hint. There's a video for it. Hmm. Oh, Bobby. Yes. Oh, really? That's even that's crazy. That's like all this song in the world. Yeah. Okay. That's great. My number one favorite GFO really? song. Yes. Why? Tell me. Tell me more. Okay, because <laughs> I love this the whole episode. It's like, I'm going to interview my favorite musician, but then it's just me talking about how much I love you instead of talking to you. <laughs> I um. <laughs> Bobby, so I had already been way into you, Friday night, V-I-P-O-T-Y, all that, but then I came across the Bobby video on YouTube, which is you sitting against a green screen, like a green screen, with a black Mm -hmm. background, flipping your hair, looking up as you sing about, like, a vague breakup or, like, a distance between you and a lover, and I just happened to come across that song at the exact moment where I had been like rejected by a top I was seeing at the time. (laughs) And all of the huge theatrical, ridiculous, evil emotions about it, like the kind of like narcissistic craze, like in all of the emoting, it was me. I just knew it was me at that moment. And I was hooked ever since. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. I'm glad. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Anytime. It's quite a safe song, isn't it? That one. That's just quite a like a a safe song, isn't it? 
yeah like, i'm amazed that that's your favorite song i like i'm into that that's great I'm, i forget about bobby every every i forget about it it's i pre- can't believe you do it's genius i know i don't know why i didn't think about it as much i mean i don't even play it live <gasps> have, you have you ever i have yeah back in the day maybe only twice in my life three times maybe but maybe i'll bring uh-huh. it back because like yeah it's time for a change and bobby's gonna be that change well to me bobby is like kind of the song where you know i was talking earlier when we were talking about like heaven and stuff about how you're able to like synthesize like all of the chaotic drinking club culture into that kind of sad moment but like bobby is the most true out of all of them by such a huge margin that Every time, like, I hear, like, that sad little beat and, like, you just, like, speaking over it, I don't even know how to tell you what kind of sublime feeling I get from it. Aw, that's great. Oh, don't aw me. You know what you're doing. I'm (laughs) awing you because, you know, it's nice to know that people get a real feeling out of my music. So the R is to you and not to me. (laughs) Congratulations. You've made me say (laughs) aw. I'm curious, like, uh, do you remember, like, making the video for that? Like, how did I, I think it's, like, a kind of, like, a web mystique kind of thing of, like, you just flipping your hair over and over again for, like, two and a half minutes. I don't know, you got it all wrong. The music video was actually a full-length music video, (gasps) which... (laughs) The tea, oh my god. I know, Um, to which it wasn't very good. So then the master plan was just to put that little bit of goodness on a loop. And then, yeah, <laughs> that's how true art is made. Then I was doing something great and then cut it all back and just use a little gif. I'm shook. <laughs> I can't believe this. Did I have told you that? Maybe you like, maybe I've gone down on your books. No, no, you went up in my books. Cause like okay. to be able to see that like, that was like the sublime moment. It's like you looking up from flipping your hair. Like that is true genius. There was a moment. It was a true moment. And there you go. That was it. And the whole day went to a waste. I starved myself for days for that music video. Starved myself. I didn't actually, but I mean, you know, I really, <laughs> and it all went, I don't know where it is anymore. Sadly. If you find it, give it to me, please. I will. I will. I need to, I don't know who filmed it, but I will give it to you. It's yours. We need like a GFOT by like Google Docs, like archive. Isn't that just what Discord is? Who cares about Discord? Do you know how? Use do you know how? No, I don't know I either. I don't understand. Like I physically can't understand Discord. No, so I, right. like, I have a Discord server, but it's like, I don't know what's going on in it ever. Or like how to turn on notifications for it. So people are like sending like dozens of messages in it and I just never see them. I just don't understand it. I don't have someone's, I, I don't know. I don't know. If someone can do it for me, I'll be happy. If yeah, I, it's, a, it's yeah. in the same way that I don't understand um, human emotion. And when someone breaks uh, up with me or why they don't want to see me anymore, <laughs> like my emotions immediately revert to Bobby. <laughs> That's great. I love that a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess for me, it's just how I don't understand TikTok. Basically, I'm over it.